0: There was no pushback at all. Like everybody was very on board and very supportive and they were curious as to how the journey went. I wasn't shamed or judged for it at all. It was, yeah, it was a lot of support.
1: Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now let's start crossing it off together. Do you have items on your bucket list that you're not sure why they're there, that you just placed them there because everybody else has got them on their list? Have you set an intention, a goal, a purpose, a why for your bucket list items? Today's bucket list storyteller did just that. She set an intention and said, this is what I want to get out of my experience. And it paid off for her. Let's hear how and start crossing it off. So I would like to introduce you to Nicole Harmony. She describes herself as fearless, energy healer, adventurous, and loving. Nicole, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here.
1: Tell us, what did you cross off your list?
0: I sat with Mother Ayahuasca.
1: Okay. So for those that may not be familiar, what is Ayahuasca?
0: So Ayahuasca is a, it's a vine basically that's found in the Amazon jungle and it's uh, unlocks the natural DMT that's inside of your brain. And it's a plant medicine that actually helps access your subconscious mind and allows you to go deep into that healing process, that deep, deep healing process, and uncovering those layers of your emotions.
1: Okay, so first off, tell us how you found ayahuasca. What, what, where were you in your life when this thing came into your, into your life? Not necessarily the experience, but like actual knowledge of, of the substance.
0: Well, actually that's very interesting that you say that because uh, you don't go find ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, fine (laughs) to (laughs) you. And um, so I started hearing about it through an ex. He was talking about it. Joe Rogan was talking about it on his podcast. And so it started coming up in conversation. And um, I was very leery of it because of the purging. I don't like to throw up, (laughs) that's the worst thing that I could ever think of in my life. And so I was just, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. So I started researching it. So last year, or two years ago, I spent six months in Mexico, in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And the first plant medicine that I tried, other than cannabis, was uh, psilocybin. So I did a mushroom ceremony, taking high doses of Golden Teacher, and really, again, unlocking the subconscious mind. Right. So I did that in January, and then I was sitting at dinner with some friends and somebody talked about ayahuasca and I was like, and they looked at me and they're like, you, you have to do it, Nicole. And I was like, no, I hate throwing up. And they're like, no, you have to do it. And we're going to set it up. And it was just like, it just compounded so <laughs> quickly. And I was like, okay, let's, let's do this. And the interesting thing is that as soon as you make that declaration, as soon as you make that payment to the, to the retreat, she starts to do her magic on you. She starts to work her magic on you and you start to see things. And as I'm saying this, all the hair in my body is standing up. You start to uh, really hone in on that intention that you're going into ceremony with and things just start to become more clear. And, and yeah, it's just, it's a really, really magical experience. So yeah, that's how it came into my life.
1: So let's go back a little ways, you know, the impression, especially here in America, of drug culture, and I say that with uh, finger quotes, is people that are using cannabis and sitting on their couch and laughing at, you know, Bill and Ted have met, you know, Excellent Adventure, right? That, that's kind of what the mindset is about um, hallucinant drugs here in the States. What's the difference uh, between, you've mentioned three, like the cannabis and the mushrooms and the ayahuasca? what would you consider like is there a, is there a sliding scale or is, or is there a spectrum you know of what those drugs have done for you or or are they each individually kind of their own thing in your head
0: yeah these are more of i mean these are plants so they're found in nature this is how the the indigenous used to heal themselves through you know, different ailments and things like that. So as far as like the drug culture, I look at the drug culture as more of like the pharmaceutical drug culture. <laughs> and, you know, obviously that's like the, the manufactured things, right? This is actually from the jungle. It's, it's, you know, picked off of a vine and in, in the jungle, and then it's brewed with beautiful energy and love, you know, the intentions go in as the, the shamans and the, the medicine men and women, um, create the the brew you know specifically for ayahuasca and then of course the mushrooms you know are grown out in nature as well they're not manufactured so the way that i look at these differently is that they're really unlocking parts of us that we're wanting to shame suppress and just kind of disassociate with right mm-hmm. so um so yeah that's that's how i look at the difference is that they're more for going deep into your subconscious mind into your psyche and unlocking things that you wouldn't be able to do without the assistance of these plant medicines.
1: So help listeners understand a little bit, you know, like, you know, if you're able to live in a state in the United States that you know, has legalized cannabis, you can go to a store and buy it. If, um, but most people's experiences is that it's a street drug. Uh, same even with mushrooms, there aren't too many places. I don't think in the United States you can just go buy mushrooms. What is the culture surrounding ayahuasca? As far as that concerned, is it regulated down in Mexico? Is it regulated by the shamans? Like, how does how do they keep that from just like going everywhere or you know being used widely?
0: So, I mean the the way that the Mayans work, the, the way that the Mayan culture looks at ayahuasca is that. It is truly a, a plant medicine it is truly something that's ceremonial. I mean, there are people that will try to do it, you know, just on the off chance. There's places that have criminalized it in a way as far as creating these retreat centers. And there's actually been rapes, you know, at these mm-hmm. retreat centers. So you have to be very careful and you have to research every single place that you go and you do these these the ceremonial uh, sittings, you know, with with the medicine, and it's really about your intention. If you have positive intentions and love in your heart for the reason why you're doing it, then then yeah, I mean, it, it's just going to work magic. But if you go in there with bad intentions, then you know they have a saying about Mother Ayahuasca is that she's the grandmother. You know, we have the grandmother, the grandfather is Peyote. And then the children are the mushrooms of the psilocybin, and the grandmother ayahuasca. She will put you in your in your place in a loving and gentle way. But she will put you in your place, and that's exactly what the medicine does. It puts you in your place, <laughs> especially if you go in there with like a an ill intention.
1: There you go. What was your experience when you you know went for the ceremony and? W- what were you feeling inside were you excited you you said you had already started feeling some of the you know the mysticism that was associated with it before you even took part in the ceremony what was but when you got to the ceremony what were you feeling were you scared were you nervous were you excited were you calm what was the the emotions going on inside you?
0: I probably had about five percent nervousness and anxiety going in and then I remembered that what what you go into ceremony with is the way that the ceremony is going to play out. And I didn't want to have a bad Mm -hmm. journey. So I tried to, you get an an abundance of time to really like center yourself and get yourself straight and get your, your mind, your intention into a loving, you know, gentle place. Uh, You take hape, which is a snuff and it kind of like cleanses your, pineal gland. Um, so you can sit with the, the medicine, you know, even more clear, but I should go back. You're not allowed to, you have to have different AO, MOI blockers. I think MOI blockers out of your system for at least six months. Thankfully, I don't have any of that in my system, but, um, cause it'll affect the way that the medicine quote unquote adheres to your body, you know, the way that it sits with your body and, and gets, um, processed. So, you just I I went in with just like love and gentleness and kindness and just curious curiosity to explore what she had to bring me. And I went in my intention because I wasn't too familiar with, you know, what you go in with and do you go in with business and you know, this, that and the other. I just went in purely for surrender. I'm like, I surrender to whatever is being brought to me with love and gratitude.
1: So describe what happened to you. You you get this mindset and you set this intention and you're all ready to go. What was the the actual experience like? If you can describe it, what was going on? Did you throw up a lot? I'm curious to find that out. And and what was you know during how long the ceremony last? All that kind of stuff.
0: So uh, you arrive at the ceremony. I did a one off, so I didn't do a retreat. I arrived at the ceremony site, which happened to be the same temple that I did the mushroom ceremony in a couple of months ago. And the same shaman was there that was guiding kind of like the temple doors. He had actually received downloads to build this temple, beautiful temple in the middle of the jungle, um, right outside of Playa. And he does a blessing outside in the fire circle. So they build a fire to kind of protect again from the dark entities of the temple and uh, he did a fire ceremony around there, a blessing ceremony where he blessed the the uh, directions, you know, the north, south, east, west, the wind, the fire, um, earth, earth, wind, fire. I don't know why I can't, water. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> like, what's the other one? <laughs> um, and of course, I don't understand anything that he's saying because he's saying it in Spanish, <laughs> but you just like kind of, you know, turn into the north and the south and And you're really kind of connecting in with the energy because it's all about who you're pulling in, you know, to that space to help you through your journey. It's all, um, it's all, again, very ceremonial and we are only supposed to have a certain amount of people in there and the shaman ended up inviting like 15 more. And so we had a lot of people in this temple and the way I looked at it and I'll get to that because, you know, again, she brings me messages. And so we go into the temple and we're just kind of like sitting, you're getting connected to your mat, matinate, the people, you know, who are sitting next to you and people are going to be throwing up next to and purging in all different ways. And then the, it gets dark. So you show up to the ceremony at like three, you don't start drinking the brew until like 8 PM. So you have a good amount of time to explore. And like I said, get centered. And then it goes around And I happen to be kind of at the end of the circle. And so people would start to purge before. And it's completely dark. You do not, you have like maybe a couple of candles so you can kind of move around, but you're supposed to raise your hand if you have to go to the bathroom or you have to be assisted to get out, go outside. You're not supposed to walk by yourself. You have to have somebody go with you. Um, mostly because your legs just kind of stop working (laughs) sometimes. So, so yeah, you, I went and I did the, I took the brew and I just went back and she said, if you really want the medicine to work, you know, in a strong way, lay down because the blood is going to rush to your head and you know, the, the medicine can work more effectively. And then they also say, sit back and just allow your body to do whatever it's going to do and watch the visions that come like a movie of your life kind of thing.
1: Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show.
0: And if you do that and you surrender to the medicine and you don't try to control everything, you don't try to put yourself into those, those memories, those visions that are happening, then your journey will be a lot more um, relaxed. And I don't want to say easy because none of it's really easy. It's work. It's definitely work. And it's really how willing you are to go deep, you know, within yourself. So I'm sitting there and I laid down and um, my first purge came and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a physical purge, you know, and you have your bucket there and you have your, your roll of toilet paper. So I had the purge and it was just more of like a yawning. Like I had to yawn and moving the energy through my body that way. So then it started and... I healed every single male relationship that I have ever had, including my dog that just passed away not too long ago. Was, that, was mean, that
1: your intention going in? Was that the one thing you were like looking to do? Or is that just like happened through the experience?
0: That happened through the experience. I went in and I said, I surrender to whatever it is that you're bringing to me with love and gratitude. That was my intention. I surrendered to the medicine. And and that's what happened. I healed every single male um, relationship, and and the the big ones were the ones where you you know you grab your bucket and you're just like Wah! you know and <laughs> and when you get to that point, if I can just <laughs> give this note to anybody who is wanting to sit with uh, Mother Ayahuasca, is that you're so happy because you know that. You're, you're getting rid of it energetically. There's nothing mm. in your body. There's nothing in your stomach because you've fasted. You have had no food for at least 12 hours. And if you have, then it's extremely light. It's not anything heavy. You're not even allowed to have like garlic or onions or anything that's going to burn your throat mm-hmm. for like a month before or something like that um, if you follow the dieta. so. You know, I'm sitting there and they said, You need to ask the bucket what it is that's coming up. And it will, it was, it started to show me visions and it started to show me messages and things like that as I would grab the bucket, and just be like, Ugh! you know. And again, the worst ones were just like the ones where I was holding on and white knuckling my bucket. And but I was just like, I'm getting it out. And I was just like forcefully like shoving it out of my body because I just, i knew that it didn't it wasn't serving me it didn't need to be in there anymore um so yeah that's i just kept you know purging 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 my uh mate next to me i had met her i had done a session with her an energy healing session with her and i had never met her in person i had only met her through zoom so she ended up being in the ceremony with me and she was sitting next to me and she was getting up and like dancing like a kachina dancer <laughs> I was just like, Eli would just wake up and look at her and be like, Oh my gosh. And then she fell and she fell on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> and all I could think about was, Oh my God, don't, don't knock over the purge bucket. <laughs> because Oof, I, yeah. I don't want that all over me. And so she was so apologetic. She was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, Oh, it's okay. Are you okay? And, and again, that's just messages coming through because um, everything that happens in ceremony is intentional. So whatever's happening is supposed to happen. Her falling over me was me being, you know, like that caretaker. And then she uh, laid against my, my knees at one point, And I was kind of like fully supporting her and she was just laying down. She wasn't laying flat on the floor. She was just laying on my knees and I didn't want to move. And then the craziest thing happened where, we, we both like had some sort of simultaneous. And the only reason I know this is because we, after um, the integration, we did integration later and we were talking about it and I had to finally move my legs away because my legs were about to fall asleep. And then I also had to get up and purge. And she and I sat up simultaneously, both put our feet on the floor and grabbed our buckets and purged simultaneously. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, you're helping me and I was helping you. And it was just, yeah, it was so incredible. And then the, the one other message that I got, whenever I was in my condo in Playa, I was in nightclub central and the clubs would start at like 1030 at night. And I didn't, I wasn't partying. I wasn't going out. I was very well, you know, anchored into my journey and my healing and doing my business. So they would start at 1030 and then I would try to go to sleep and I couldn't sleep. So I didn't sleep for like Mm. six months. And this is towards the end of my stay in Playa. And I was in the temple and there was a, it's supposed to be a silent ceremony and you're supposed to just be, you know, quiet other than, you know, the fact that you're vomiting in your bucket. Um, or you're crying that you're just supposed to be si- silent. You're not talking to your neighbor. You're not, you're not doing anything. Well, there was a rave going on in the temple at one point in time. Like Everybody was up dancing, and the music was going, and it was just like Burning Man on steroids. <laughs> and, and I looked up, and I, was, and I was trying to sleep, and I was so angry. And then the mother gave me the message. She was like, dear child, you can rest amongst the chaos. And so I was able to kind of just lay back down and the music stopped and it started to lull and people sat down and they didn't have, um, they weren't up dancing anymore. And, and then of course, when I went back to my condo, I was able to sleep for the first time in six months. And then, and then the last uh, crazy thing that happened was, the shaman came in and it was in the middle of the night and we were all resting. We were all sleeping. There wasn't any music playing. It was dark. And he came in and probably like two in the morning, he started waving his condor at the others and chanting and 85% of us all got up and we all started purging into our buckets. (laughs) And I don't know if that was like ancestral stuff that was getting healed or what, That I was, And I kept asking the bucket and the bucket didn't have an answer for me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's just go for it. Let's get rid of it.
1: So So, yeah, it sounds like you really, you know, intentfully went into this process. What was it like communicating that this is something you were going to do with your family and friends? Well, you know, it sounds like you may have had a supportive group of people in Mexico, but like back home in the States or other people, what was their reaction when you told them you were going to cross this off your list and how did you respond to that?
0: They were actually really excited. I, I thought that I was so scared to tell my sure. mom, well, I was, I was tell, scared to tell my mom about the mushroom journey. And, but I was like, you know what? You're 48 years old. <laughs> <laughs> You're not an eight year old child anymore. You're a grand woman. Um, but she had also seen how much I had done healing on myself and the work on myself. And when I explained, you know, kind of what it was, um, she was like, okay, you know, I trust you. And, and then she was like, Oh, I, I want to do that. And then (laughs) when I was talking about ayahuasca, she was like, don't you throw up? And I was like, yeah, but from what I've been told, it's like an energetic throw up. It's like, you're getting stuff out of your body that is no longer serving you. That is holding you back. That's, you know, keeping you toxic and i said so for that reason i'll be more than happy to throw up. so yeah i i had there was no pushback at all. like everybody was very on board and very supportive and they were curious as to how the journey went. i wasn't shamed or judged for it at all. it was yeah, it was a lot of support.
1: that's uh, that's amazing that you got that kind of support. i'm really happy that you you do you got that. if someone if yeah. you were just sitting at a starbucks someplace um, just imaginarily sitting at a Starbucks someplace and you were having a conversation with somebody and you shared your experience and they were like, yeah, I think I kind of will put that on my bucket list too. Without saying, you know, the Nike slogan, what would you yeah. tell them to think about as far as doing this activity? What if the, if you could say, if you're going to do this, you need to do X, what's the X in your opinion?
0: You need to do it for yourself and not somebody else. Mm. It has to be a choice for you and not your relationship, not your family, not your business. It has to do, It has to be for you because it's it's ultimately it's healing you and bringing you back closer to your true self.
1: And if you were to look back, the the overall experience, I've you know I've heard some people that you know they're they're still getting messages well after they've um gone through the ceremony but looking back at your total experience is there something about yourself that you learned is there a transformational moment that you can say i'm different nicole now than i was before i did this ceremony
0: oh my gosh <laughs> how long is your show um <laughs> you have 4 I, minutes <laughs> okay <laughs> i it's interesting because the biggest epiphany i have well first of all i for the last for the next six months, I could taste ayahuasca in my mouth Mm -hmm. every once in a while. And I knew that whatever was being brought to me, I needed to pay attention to like, that's the signal that I got. And um, your, your face physically changes. I have a before and after picture that, that I can send you, but your face like physically changes. My eyes became brighter. They were much more relaxed. You could see the anxiety just drained from my body um, it's yeah, it was remarkable. But then, when I signed up to do this podcast, I had the the biggest message come through. I'm working uh, specifically with men now in my coaching container. And had I not healed all of those relationships that I did with men and let go of that anger, let go of any um, you know bad intentions, bad energy that was directed towards males. I had to let that go in order to step into this container in order to create this safe space for men, uh, you know, to create, reclaim their ground and masculinity. And when I realized that I was like, wow, mother, you're just such a beautiful, beautiful being. And I'm just so grateful for this experience.
1: That's awesome. Nicole, is there something else on your bucket list that you're excited to cross off in the near future?
0: Yeah, I want to go see the Northern Lights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, uh, it's a pretty standard one that most people have on their list. So tell me why uh, that's special for you?
0: This, just working with energy and realizing mm. how much the solar flares and just the the energy of the of the Earth and within the solar system and within the universe is just such a transformational thing for myself, and then being able to witness it you know, firsthand in that way, in that capacity, I just think would be a very magical experience for me.
1: Is it something that you want to do alone, take a friend, take a partner? What, How are you looking at it from that perspective, since you called it something that was for yourself?
0: Um, I would definitely want to share that with my partner. Um, I don't have one right now. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, I would definitely want to share that with somebody special in my life. Yeah.
1: What would you hope to get out of it?
0: Just that that memory and connection and the wonderment that there's such a bigger world out there that we're just not even aware of yet. And it's, yeah, just that wonderment and curiosity, you know, that inner child curiosity kind of thing where, Ooh, wow. Like look at the beautiful colors.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Nicole, where can people find you on the internet uh, with stuff that you're doing and, and the story that you're trying to tell?
0: So nicoleharmony.com is the easiest way to reach me that has all of my social media. There's a free downloadable um, five-minute mental health check-in that I have there. I'm just very, very focused on intentionally healing as much mental health issues. Um, I feel like if more people just paid attention to that, that we would be in a much more peaceful world and much more happy world. And with Love and gratitude, and yeah. So,
1: I totally agree, Nicole. Thank you for being here and sharing. I wish you all the luck on getting to the Northern Lights. Uh, thank with, you with the person the universe has for you. So, um, thank you. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you, Roger. So appreciative of this time and space to share my story, and I hope that if you're finding this podcast and you're wanting to sit with Mother Ayahuasca just sit with that intention and do it.